Dads. Welcome to Big Dad Energy, the journey of parenting and adulting through the eyes of two young dads. I'm your co-host, Joe Lopez, and with me, as always, is my co-dad, Jared Shizmanski. Jared, how are you? Joe, it's the best time of the year. It's the most wonderful time of the year, I dare say. Yeah? It's lawn mowing season. Ugh, heavens, it is. And boy, howdy, did my neighborhood smell like fresh grass clippings all weekend oh yeah i uh all the houses around me uh mowed their lawns this weekend it wasn't actually i think i was late so like my neighbor did it thursday night and then my across street did it friday night and i didn't do it till saturday morning so i was behind the ball man yeah i uh i mowed half of my front well my big front area on friday night and then i did the rest of the lawn saturday morning uh, we'll talk about it when it gets to tool time, but like mowing around Ben's nap time was, was an interesting strategy for me. <laughs> so it was, it was very, inter- very interesting. Yeah. So what'd uh, you do this weekend? Oh man, this weekend, it was so fast and long at the same time. Uh, Saturday was a, a big day, big tool time day. So we'll, we'll Ooh. put some of that towards later, but. Yeah, Friday night, just kind of hung out, uh, mowed the lawn and, and cleaned, and then Saturday did all my stuff, which we'll talk about, changing oil and, and mowing lawns and whatnot, and then Sunday, just kind of sat around and just watched movies. Oh, just like, did you start knocking out your uh, Oscar list? Is that what you were working on? Well, we I've already watched a few of those. I did watch one of them. Um, but Sunday afternoon, we watched The New Mutants, which was like oh, yeah. an X-Men spinoff that just premiered on HBO Max. Um, was that the one with the Maisie, yeah. Maisie Williams? That one? Yep. Okay. Yep. Yeah, and it, was, it, wasn't, it wasn't bad. It was fine. It was a Teenage Mutant movie, like Haunted house style. Yeah. Uh, it never grabbed me. No, nothing about it screamed. The only thing that like grabbed my attention is that it was a mutant movie. But then when I yeah. looked, like it's a spooky, it's a scary movie. First off, and you know how <laughs> I feel about that. Uh huh. And then on top of that, like the style that they were going for, like they people weren't really, at least in the trailers, they didn't use their mutant powers all that much. Like it was right. more like emergency. I'm freaking out. I'm also a mutant kind of thing, right? Um, yeah. And I like that's not uh that's not why I watch superhero movies to um right like I don't want to watch Thor just be sexy on TV I want him to actually like cast lightning on people Yeah but I am mad about it if he doesn't I mean you're right <laughs> I would watch I'm not saying I wouldn't watch a movie of him just standing there being sexy I'm just saying I also watch it so he can cast lightning on people Yeah uh so it was good and then we watched The Father last night which was is nominated how, uh, how fantastic for a dad podcast right but it's so sad it's a it's it, anthony hopkins plays a man with dementia i believe and it's it's really really like it's not a feel-good movie oh god uh, it's like one of those art movies that like your life is bad going into it and it's worse coming out of it yeah and anthony hopkins is really great in it but it's it's shot really interesting because spoiler alert in case anybody wanted to watch the father uh it's 
it's shot in a way where you are just confused like you're seeing it through his eyes like oh that's i know okay okay i remember seeing something about it on online i don't think i ever saw a commercial but the, it's it's basically like they're shooting as if the viewer has alzheimer's right yeah yeah, yeah it's uh so it was pretty interesting to, to watch it but yeah it's definitely not feel good by any means i don't think that one's gonna make my list <laughs> speaking uh, of my list yeah i watched jojo rabbit this weekend oh you did that's right yes friday i know think? friday night feels so far away but i did it really does i uh so katie and i were watching falcon and winter soldier and we had two episodes to catch up on because we were traveling last week uh and uh fantastic like both episodes just so left good. like jaw on the floor um and then katie's like yeah i'm really tired i'm probably just gonna go lay on my phone in bed and i was like well i don't really have anything else to do and joe literally <laughs> just texted me and said i should watch this movie and it's here in front of me, so yeah. I'm just going to watch it. Um, and I'm very, very glad you told me it was dramatic comedy going in, because those jokes would not have landed if I went in blind. Yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's uh, when you tell somebody it's about a 10-year-old boy whose imaginary friend is Adolf Hitler, it's... <laughs> yeah. I So... I grabbed the premise pretty early. So, uh, minor spoilers. If you're going, like, if you want nothing to, if you want to know nothing about the movie, skip ahead like a minute. Um, but I knew, like, going in, it was pretty easy to grasp that, like, he wants to be a Nazi to fit in. Like, I got yeah. that part pretty quickly, um, which was nice because you're able to, like, focus on the other parts of the movie. Um, mm-hmm. But what I what I really really liked about it is how it brought in the feeling of being in World War II Germany, while yeah. also like having that over you know, what's that uh, like overexposed sunlight feeling of a of a mm-hmm. sitcom, right? Yeah, but for also sure. like a sitcom that's set in Nazi Germany in 1944. Right. Um, but holy shit, there's some sad parts in that movie yeah holy there really shit. are i i had like it catches you so off guard the, there's a big sad part in it and yeah. it catches you so off guard like it comes out of nowhere yeah and all of a sudden yeah. it just smacks you in the face yeah it's it's rough i'm it's like a rough moment i'm like sitting on my couch crying after laughing literally 30 seconds before yeah it's uh it's a rough part it's it's a real rough part, but the whole movie overall is amazing. Taika Waititi is yeah. my favorite director. He is his dramatic comedy chops are just so good. I'll have to watch the Wilder People next. Oh, going a full Taika Waititi, uh, Taika Waititi kick here. I'll have to watch that one next. You gotta. It's so good. Hunt for the Wilder People. Top notch very very good uh, so so you're welcome i i did my movie homework good. for the week good i'm proud of you hbo max actually has a lot of good movies on there when i was looking through they do they do and it's i like that it's a little bit more of i guess mainstream in quotations movies like there's a ton on netflix and hulu and prime and all that but like i like the fact that hbo is just releasing they just decided we're just going to release all the new warner brothers yes. movies I that is my favorite thing because and I know it's going to be a huge battle cuz like old school movie, you know, big movie company. 
uh yeah they hate it because they want people to go to movie theaters because that's where the money is oh, yeah. right um but it's so smart for hbo to make that deal because that like people will pay like i have an hbo subscription right my it ran out i had it for free on cable and that free trial ran out and i continue to pay it because i'm like i'll still watch things on here before when right. they just like put out on-demand movies like 10 years old movies I'm like yeah it's not really worth it but like I can go watch Godzilla versus Kong for free or not free, but for my subscription, right? Like, yeah, for sure. It makes it, makes it so worth it. It does. I like it. I'm a big fan. Um, but what else did you do this weekend? So Friday, watch a lot of TV and then Saturday did a ton of tool time stuff, like basically all day. Um, and then Saturday night we went over to Katie's parents cause it was her dad's birthday. Shout out Tom. Happy birthday, Tom. Right. Um, happy birthday. Yeah, I turned 38 this this week, so <laughs> it doesn't look a day over it. No, not even a little. Um, so we went over there Saturday night, had some dinner, um, and and hung out there for a little while. And then Sunday, I woke up and we just kind of got all the stuff together and then I was gone most of Sunday golfing for the first time of, for the year. Wow. Uh, and holy jumping am I sore today. <laughs> and I, like i don't know if it's getting old i don't know if it's man i haven't golfed in a full year because like when katie got very pregnant last year i like stopped golfing right. um but like my entire left side where i like follow through my body with is just like dead <laughs> so this is major now i'm gonna call this big dad problems of of Ooh, golfing yeah. 18 for the first time of the year and just feeling it for like a week after Mm-hmm. I've never golfed. I'll have to give it a whirl sometime. I feel like we were going to take you on the bachelor party, and we just didn't. Probably because yeah, Dave didn't. Probably because Dave drank a whole bottle of gin in the morning, and then we were like, "Yeah, maybe that's it." <laughs> probably, but uh, yeah, I want to do top golf sometime. That seems like fun. Top golf is a blast, and there's not a lot of pressure on, like at all. And it's fun because there's just like targets out there, and they're like, "Hey, hit in target, get some points. Don't hit in target, don't get points. Right. Very easy." Yeah, so I do want to try that once once all the bros are vaccinated and feel comfortable. Oh, I yeah. wanna I wanna get out there and try that. We um, um we found so they opened that one uh like in the north suburbs um mm-hmm. and when I still lived up closer to it, we found out it was half price on Tuesdays. Oh damn! So like me, Derosia, and our other buddy uh, Ron would go up and <laughs> take half price Tuesdays, and we would get out of there for like paying like eight bucks a person. Damn! It was phenomenal, phenomenal deal. That's crazy. But we also had to go at like nine o'clock at night because that's when because because it had just opened, it was packed all the way up until like that. Right. Late, so yeah, but it was a blast. Like it a lot. Top golf dope. So I yeah. have to do it. Yeah, for sure. Well, why don't we uh, why don't we chat a little tool time? You brought it up, I brought it up. All right, let's do it. We did a lot of tool. It's springtime. Springtime is the perfect time for tool time. It is. There's so much to do. The weather's great. The sun's out. It rained the last few days, which is great for the grass. Oh yeah. So it's gonna be it's gonna be real nice. So tell me about your your tool time. So you changed some oil. I changed some oil. Um, my niece messaged me. I don't know, maybe a couple weeks ago, and she said, hey, can you change my oil? And I was like, yeah, that's fine. Uh, 
And then she asked me, can you do brake pads? And I was like, I know the, <laughs> I have the knowledge to do brake pads, but I don't have the tools. Sure. Um, so I, theoretically. Right. So I, I uh, text my other niece who works at Harbor Freight, Bailey. And I said, Bailey, I need some uh, tools to, to change brake pads. They make a specific toolkit. Can you get this for me? And she did. Nice. Uh, so anyway, I didn't know you had a get... Harbor Freight hookup. Oh, yeah. Man, oh, yeah. you've been hiding a Harbor, Harbor Freight plug? What? <laughs> Joe, we've been doing this for like seven months. I know. I'm sorry. My God. Yeah. I uh, I had to keep her identity secret, but now I just released it to the world. So Well, Bailey's not a real name. Everybody knows that. <laughs> right, right, right. Uh, so she got me the kit, and uh, Taylor, my other niece, messaged me back, and she was like, hey, you know, I don't think I'm going to do the brakes yet. Can you just check them to see, like, see if they need to be changed? Uh, and I was like, yeah, after I change your oil, I'll give it a drive and, like, sure. hit the brakes hard and see if they squeal. Um, so I changed her oil, which I've changed her oil several times, and I've changed, you know, I, I like changing oil. You're an it, oil change man. I get it. I'm an oil change man. Once you have the tools, it's pretty easy to to knock that out. So her and her boyfriend came over, and uh, I, I changed their oil and looked at her brake pads, which I don't think need to be changed. So I said, if you hear some squealing, let me know, and we'll go back and do them. Uh, but I have the tools now, if needed. Hell yeah. Now you can change your yeah. own brake pads. Yeah, hell yeah. Look at that. Now I just need a big jack, not the jack that uh comes with the car. I need No, like, you need a like a good... real Yeah, well, so I may be going back to Harbor Freight and uh my hookup to get another one of those. So I swear if I ever pay full price for a tool again, I'm gonna lose it. <laughs> I'm gonna lose it. Yeah. So we did that and uh and mowed the lawn, which was amazing. Of course. So let me ask you a question. What time did you mow your? Well, you said you had to mow around Ben's, Ben's uh, nap times. What time is the reasonable time to start mowing the lawn? Okay, so I, I'm so happy you asked this question because we just had this discussion the other day. And so I'm gonna back us up before I tell you what time I mowed the lawn. The other day, so you know, and we've talked about this. Ben goes to bed pretty early, like it's right. se- it's almost seven. He's been asleep for like half an hour already. So Ben goes to bed pretty early. So I I understand. But like the other day we're putting Ben down at seven o'clock, which we're trying to like get his bedtime be seven o'clock. And literally at seven Oh five, my neighbor next door started up his like backpack blower and started blowing out his garage at seven o'clock at night. And like Kitty and I like what? I mean, first off, we were going to get mad no matter what because, like, we're trying to put a baby down to bed and our neighbor has his backpack blower going, right? Um, Right. And then it sparked a discussion of, like, how late at night is too late to do something loud like that? Like, Mm -hmm. mow the lawn, blow off your driveway, power wash, who knows? You know, something loud. Like, how late at night? And I think 7 o'clock is too late. Like... Oh, okay. Maybe that's just me. Maybe, but, like... Seven o'clock feels like the cutoff time. Um, because on the flip side, like Ben obviously wakes up early. I'm up at six o'clock every day. I'm not going to yeah. get out and mow the lawn at six 30 in the morning. I should, I should wake <laughs> up and mow the lawn at six 30 in the morning. I right. don't have the respect for my neighbors. Um, uh, so we were talking like how late is too late. 
uh or how early is too early so i'm mm-hmm. glad you asked that question uh yeah so, so i, I want to hear your opinion before i tell you what time i i, I deem so acceptable the late it's about seven o'clock now and my neighbor across the street is about to fire up his lawnmower uh i see him right now um that's actually seven very o'clock convenient. for me right seven o'clock for me i think is a little i think eight is the cutoff for anything noisy for me uh okay i could accept but that. i i started up my lawnmower at 9 30 a.m hey that's pretty good <laughs> uh but we, we have electric lawnmowers so they're not very loud see i guess that's that's the other thing like i would not be upset um if it was a little bit but this backpack blower like and he runs it, like yeah. pulls the trigger and just ring, like high pitch. That person loves that, loves their back. He does. Floor. I swear to God, any, any, any situation <laughs> that could possibly call for a backpack blower, my man is out there with his back. Like we, we would get like a quarter inch, like barely a dusting of snow. And he'd be out at seven o'clock the next morning with his backpack blower blowing off all the sidewalks in the neighborhood. Because once you get it on, you're not going to turn it off. Right. That's funny. I I tell you what. I mean, I they're expensive, so I get it. Like, part of me right. is like, yeah, if you're gonna spend the money, you might as well use it. But like, he takes that to he embodies big dad energy when he puts that backpack blower on. <laughs> That's good. I love it. Yeah, that man loves his backpack blower. That's I funny. I waited until ten thirty or eleven. Eleven is when I okay. when I mow. Oh, gotcha. Because. I remember being a teenager. It wasn't too long ago, uh, 10 years ago. And right. I remember wanting to sleep in to like, just like 1030 on a Saturday, right? Like mm-hmm. just 1030. And we had a neighbor in the neighborhood that mowed his lawn at 8am. I don't oh, know. Geez. Every Saturday at 8am, the world is quiet. Ugh. Everybody's waking up. Parents are having their coffee. Teenagers are sleeping in. And he would just fire up that mower. And it's like an old gas mower, probably with a carburetor still, just right. like, like one of those in the background. <laughs> and uh, then your sleep was over at 8 o'clock in the morning on a Saturday. So mm-hmm. hated it. So now out of respect, right. out of respect for my teenage self laying in that bed, a pissed at the man down the street. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I wait until like 1030 before I'm Good for long. you. Good for you. If it was up, uh, to, if it was up to Katie, I would have been out there right when we like. Katie's one of those people that when something's on the list, it has to get done, right? Like, yeah. And mowing the lawn was first thing on the list, so that we could. We wanted. We also went out and spread uh, grass seed throughout the throughout the yard. Um, mm-hmm. And Katie's like, we have to mow before we can spread the grass seed because we have to see like where the patches are, right? Right. So she's like, we woke up at like six thirty, pour myself a cup of coffee, finish my cup of coffee. She's like, all right, why don't you get out and mow? Like it is six thirty in the morning. I absolutely not. Not even just for me. I'm not gonna go out and mow because like that is far too early. Yeah. But ten thirty, I feel like out of respect for teenage Jared, ten thirty is is the right time. Good for you. Way to stick to your guns. One day that's gonna change. One day. I here's the thing. I think when Ben becomes a teenager, that's when I'm gonna start mowing the lawn in the morning time. Oh, yeah. Just to be that dad because he's going to want to sleep in. And I'm going to know he's going to want to sleep in. But there's work to be done around the house. Oh, of course. Absolutely. So. And, and then he's got to start mowing the lawn. I mean, he's, yeah, exactly. 
I won't hear this. Uh, I'll do it later in the day. It won't get done. <laughs> Not in this house. Not in this house. <laughs> That's funny. Oh, and before we before we switch over, um, mm-hmm. I want to I want to let everybody know some big news for Katie and I. We've signed up for a Get Sunday lawn plan. We did too. What? Yeah. What? That's that's amazing. We actually did not know this about each other. Yeah. Uh, podcast listeners, we like this is brand new information. This is awesome. Yeah, I sent in my soil sample on Saturday. We're uh, we're waiting to get our test kit in the mail. Yeah, yeah. So I'm excited to uh, do the first spray of fertilizer, and uh, I got some mosquito killer with it too. We uh we got pet spot spray because Lou always pees in the same spot in the yard and kills all the grass. Yeah. So we got that. Nice. So uh, we'll have to just like update the world as our uh, yeah as our lawns go. Get Sunday. Uh, just throw us a sponsorship. You got two right? people on a podcast, both signing up for your product. Throw us a sponsorship. One day. If anybody knows anybody at Sunday, give them a call. <laughs> Let us know. Tell them there's two goons out there using their products. That they want money. <laughs> or at least free things. Right? Send me a hat. Exactly. All I want is a hat. That's it. Just a hat. Just a hat. A cover for the mower. Just Please. Uh, all right, Joe. One last just i have to i have to bring this up because okay. it's mind-blowing but our parenting news of the week is that a new study came out and it says you don't actually need eight full hours of sleep to be a healthy oh, human geez. what I, i'm telling you it says now you don't need it and since you're a person that sleeps like a total of five hours a night yeah i figured you'd be like yeah this makes sense it does make sense i am a functioning human but I tell you what, if I could get eight hours of sleep a night, I would. I'm telling you, I as a hu- uh, like, I get like seven, six to seven hours a night. I I call that pretty good. But if I could sleep nine to ten hours like peacefully, oh, mm-hmm. I would do it every time. I would do it Ugh. every time. See, I I want to, but I love every hour of the day that I'm awake because there's so many things to be done. Like, I feel awful if I sleep into like 10 o'clock. Joe, you have so much optimism about life. It makes me sick. <laughs> it makes me sick. Sleep, I, I is, don't... sleep is the best part of life. Like, I don't know, man. I really like my miter saw. All right. That's, that's, that's pretty good. I'll give that to you. I'll give that to you. I, but, uh... I, I, really, I would sleep in, I think, nine o'clock. Now that I'm a grown man. Nine o'clock is probably my target. Like if I could sleep in, like say Katie and Ben go away for a weekend, Saturday and Sunday, I'd sleep until like nine o'clock. And feel that now that I say that, like I'd probably wake up like seven 30 and be like, Oh my God, I slept until seven 30. This is fantastic. Exactly. We we wake up usually about eight 30 now and I'm like, all right, that's good. We're good. Get up. That's fair. You guys do you run a couple hours behind our schedule. Like we yeah. Ben sleeps like six thirty to six thirty basically. Yeah. Um and so our our schedule, I basically I go to bed at like ten or eleven depending on the night, and then wake up at six, six thirty, somewhere around there. Yeah. All right. So you're not you're getting like seven hours of sleep. Yeah. Did I say ten? I never go to bed at ten. I go to bed at like eleven <laughs> or midnight. Yeah, me too. And then I'm usually up at seven, six o'clock. Yeah, same. Depending on the day. That's funny. Well, that's a lying article, I think. I'm telling you. 
Stop pu- stop Meat. publishing these fake news articles, people. I'm telling you. Oh, Tired of it. Oh, jeez. Tired of it. Oh, jeez. Go get your sleep. Uh, Especially if you you're sleep. listening to this and don't have kids, go take a nap for me right now, please. Pause. Right. The, pause the podcast. Go take a nap. Turn the podcast back on. You deserve it. You deserve it. Do it for me. Oh <laughs> uh, well, let's jump into this thing, huh? Yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. All right. So coming up, we have an interview with one of my best friends, Zach Bach, who is actually my realtor as well, and sold me my first house. Uh, we're gonna talk to Zach about some pretty cool things, some uh, tips and tricks for first-time home buyers. You know, maybe some red flags, things like that. So uh, just wanted to thank Zach for for coming on and and doing this. Yeah, we're really excited. This is a it's a really cool interview. We we talk about a lot of cool stuff. I mean. Being a first-time home buyer is is scary, so it's always nice just getting some information and advice beforehand. So we're we're really excited. So without further ado, Zach Bach. All right. So we are here now with one of my best friends, my realtor, one of my groomsmen, Zach Bach. Zach, thank you so much for coming on. How are you? Great. How are you? We're doing great. I'm doing great. Fantastic. Um, thank you so much for coming on. We wanted to talk a little bit about home buying and you helped me with my first home. Yep. Jared just recently bought, well, a year ago, bought his first home. So we kind of want to talk a little bit about some tips, some thoughts on home buying ideas for first home buyers. Um, so yeah, uh, I think the first thing though, is like, tell us a little bit about your background, how you got started. You were in the realty business way quick. In high school, when we were seniors, you bought your first house, which was wild. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, a little bit about you. How long have you been doing this? So I bought that first house our senior year for spring break. <laughs> what spring a spring break! break. break. What a um, great high school spring break trip. Yeah. <laughs> I actually, I believe we were down in Hilton Head. We were. And I oh. had to go ahead and sign all of my closing doc or my purchase agreement and everything at that time um so i've been doing selling real estate now since 2010 we graduated in june i got my license in august um since then i've been selling real estate full time wow that's crazy what uh so what was that first step like what made you think like Oh, hey, yeah, I'm going to go into into realty. Like, what drove you there? So when I was, when we were seniors in high school, one of the things that I, we had to do was at some point we had to job shadow somebody. And I actually ended up job shadowing my uncle. He owned a real estate company. I went with him. I liked kind of how the schedule is pretty flexible. You could make your own schedule. the income was based off of how much you really wanted to work. Um, I, I, I just kind of liked a lot of different things about it. It was something different every day. You're always solving a different puzzle, yeah. no matter what it was. You know, I never job shadowed anybody in high school. <laughs> Maybe I should have. Wow, this explains like so it. much about you, Joe. <laughs> like, look at, the, look at the life trajectories of you versus Zach. This explains <laughs> so much. Found, we I, found it. We found that chapter in the comic book where it all goes wrong for the villain, and we found I it. Tell, I tell Kayla all the time that uh, 
that she married the wrong best friend. <laughs> fair. That's fair. I mean, you're yeah. not wrong. Yeah. So Zach, tell me about that first ha- that first house you bought. Like, what were you like? Hey, I'm just gonna buy this house because I'm interested in it. Was there something that you like liked about it? Were you driven to turn it around? What What was the thought behind it? Uh, so I always wanted to be my own person. Sure. And when I was younger, I did things that I was just. I'm going to say self-centered and self-serving <laughs> as we all do. When we're young, yes. do my own thing. And the only way that I could ever do my own thing was to be my own self. So I went ahead and bought a house. Hey, you know, some people just like lash out of their parents, start smoking cigarettes, but like buying a house, that's a whole new level of rebellion. <laughs> I'll tell you what. That's... And, and it was, it was like a nice house. Yeah. I it mean... was like a really good house. I bought it. The previous owner had lost it on foreclosure, unfortunately, but I I bought it. It was a good deal. I renovated it. Uh, We had I had to build a kitchen. I think one of the first things that I remember Joe actually seeing the house was one of the times right when I put the first kitchen or the kitchen into the house. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think he saw it without a kitchen or without cabinets and it was just an empty room. So that was kind of cool. That's awesome. It's way more motivation than I think I have. <laughs> I have. So obviously your first home buying experience is a little bit different than like what you've worked with now that you've been a realtor for like 10 years. So talk about that like first time home buying experience from, you know, what, what would you look for right now as a first time home buyer? So right now the market's a little bit crazy. Um, there's kind of an inventory shortage. Sure. So a lot of people that are buying houses right now are buying them because they don't really have any other options. When I bought my first house, I bought in 2010. There was a lot of foreclosures. Oh, yeah. Um, when you guys bought your guys' houses here in the last, let's say, year, year and a half, two years, um, there was a little more inventory at that point. But today, there's, I think when I looked at the MLS, this morning there was three houses in the city of Tecumseh. Wow. Um, for sale um that did not have accepted offers on them, which is a little bit crazy. Um we went ahead and I to deal with these first time home buyers today, um I've got two of them right now that more or less just can't find the right house. And it's not that they can't find the right house, it's just that every time they make an offer on the house it's sold before they can go ahead and oh, yeah. get something accepted. Yeah. When we were looking for our first house, I remember uh, we had three houses snatched out from under us. And the the worst one was there was this house uh, like two miles from our apartment. We're like, this is perfect. We're not going to move that far. Like the house was nice. It was like exactly what we we're looking for. Price was right. And I, um, we went on Wednesday afternoon and looked at it and I was like, Hey, I want to see this again. And um, my, it, this was again a year ago, so it wasn't as crazy it was now. So I was like, Hey, Saturday morning, like, I want to, I want to see it again. And my realtor's like, Hey, the, the owner's going to be there on Saturday morning. Like, that's perfect. Like, line it up. Let's do it. Um, and I was, we went and Saturday morning brought our family and all this stuff. And I walked up and I introduced myself to the owner. And he's like, Hey, just to let you know, I signed a cash offer this morning. And I was like, yeah. Are you like, 
two days went by. It wasn't even, it was not even like, it was, hey, we want this house, but we can't see it till Saturday. And by the time we got back to it on Saturday, it was, it was gone. It's been, uh, so I've got one buyer right now where they've gotten an accepted offer. Well, they've got an accepted offer on this house, but it's the third time that they've offered the same price on the same house. And it's not that they didn't, you know, they lowballed or did anything else. They, I mean, their offer is $15,000 above what they were asking for the house and they didn't get it the first two times. That's nuts. That's That's nuts. It is. And I remember even when we were going through our process about two years ago now, it was wild and things were flying quickly. We put offers on houses that we didn't even love Yep, (laughs) and they were gone. But this house we saw for 15 minutes because I think there was another showing right after. (laughs) And we were like, all right, we got 15 minutes to walk through. And then that night we were like, uh, okay, let's let's do it. Write a letter and put in an offer. Yeah, so it's crazy. Yeah, I. The craziest part of the whole thing is like you. The I feel like the buyer spends so much time looking. At least for us, too. We were trying to be picky because it's your first house, right? You want you don't want to. Yeah. You're the first time you're spending this much money ever in your life. Uh, you know, I would I would be willing to bet, and you spend so much time looking and trying to find the perfect house, and then every time you find it, it's gone. You're you're like oh that's it, and like a couple out just just like Katie and I were not not super I would say motivated at the beginning like we we waltzed into it like we found a house we liked and then we went with the realtor that that house was selling with because we hadn't picked out a realtor yet so we were like hey yeah why not you can just be our realtor she's like cool we didn't know anything about it um and then like two months went by and we had looked at like fifty houses and none of them were any good. And I was like, man, maybe maybe this is just not not going to work out. And it took us, I mean, we looked from September to April. So, like, it took us a real long time before we finally, but once Katie got pregnant, our, our motivation got kicked up a little because <laughs> we were not going to. Motivation gonna, changes in that situation. Yeah, yeah, we were not going to buy, buy or have a baby in an apartment. Uh, <laughs> so, what what would you say to that first home buyer? Like, wh- what do you when you walk into a house for the first time home buyer, what do you look for? So typically when I go ahead and show, I'm going to say a first time home buyer a property, um, usually one of the first things that I like to go ahead and make sure that I get out to them is something that you kind of even mentioned that you had just kind of called the first agent that was listing the property and we're looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, what I like to go ahead and always do is make sure that everybody is aware of like what you know, because as, as realtors, we, we abide by a code of ethics. And in order to do so, we actually disclose agency, which agency is basically just disclosing to everybody who is responsible for which party. So as a buyer's agent, I'll represent you as to helping you buy a property. And as a seller's agent, I help you, you know, sell a property. Sure, sure. Um, so one of the things that I like to do is make sure that everybody's kind of clear on what that is. So that way, when I'm showing you a property, I'm not showing you 50 houses that you're not going to be interested. I'm showing you the houses that you've you've told me this is what you're looking for. And this is what I'm going to go ahead and look for for you. I'm going to be sending you emails, notifications, letting you know exactly what it is that you're looking for. Um, so that way we're not looking at 50 houses. We're looking at 10 houses that are exactly what you're looking for. And it's whether or not you fall in love. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, have you like, 
what would you say on average is the number of houses you look at with a person before they end up buying it? An average house number for what I'm showing. Um, I'd say that if I'm showing somebody probably about 15 houses, then I'm showing them a lot of houses. Okay. Um, not that that's above or below a different number. You know, sometimes it just doesn't work out, especially in this market right now. You know, we've been dealing with people that are buying houses, sometimes sight unseen. So, you know, I could be showing you a house, but somebody else might make an offer that's sight unseen and you lose it. That's not, you know, I can't change that, help that, but that's something that we're dealing with right now. Yeah. I, it's funny you said that actually. Uh, our realtor, who's our friend Kelly, she posted uh, on her Instagram this morning of like the, the Metro Detroit, like home buying report. And it basically was saying like the median price for houses in our area have gone up like $30,000 or something like that just in the last, since the pandemic started just because nobody's selling their house, right? Like the houses that are getting sold are just ridiculously expensive because nobody's selling their house. It's crazy. Yeah. So I actually just posted like on my Instagram and my uh, social media and everything, I posted a market update and between uh, February and March, uh, our average sale price jumped almost $30,000. Holy cow. Yeah. Wow. And that's down here in little Lenawee County. <laughs> I know it. <laughs> Man. So w- what advice would you give to someone like who's, let's say they're in an apartment now and they're like, Hey, you know, I, I might start looking for a house here soon. Or, you know, I, I you know, I want to stop renting. What, what advice would you give them? So my, my best advice, actually, I talked to a couple of people as I was walking out of my office this afternoon. Um, two of them were asking me like, Oh, Hey, you're selling real estate. What I'm looking to buy a house. What should I do? And I said, you know what? I think your first step is to talk to a loan officer. Um, I gave them a couple of numbers for sure. a couple of loan officers that I work closely with. But I think right now, because things are selling so fast and so quickly that we need to go ahead and act as fast as possible. So your best bet in order to get a home is to go ahead and have all of your background done as soon as possible. And that consists of talking to a loan officers to go ahead and say, Hey, this is what I can't afford. This is what I can't afford. Yeah. Yeah. That makes complete sense. That's good advice. I, I know a lot of like, we didn't know we were so afraid or I shouldn't say we, I was so afraid. Like I didn't want my credit checked. Cause that like immediately drops your score. Right. And I was like, I don't want my credit checked Cause then it's going to drop my score. And then if I don't go with this, you know, <laughs> this person, then the next person is going to drop my score even more. And so I was, but like getting pre-approved was so nerve wracking and freeing at the same time. Right. Cause you're like, I don't know what I can afford. I don't know. Like, but as soon as you get that number, you're like, cool, I have a plan of action now. Like I, yeah. I can do this. So I guess, you know, that was one thing I didn't know was like, you need that pre-approval letter before you Absolutely. go look at houses. Mm-hmm. And like that didn't even cross my mind. <laughs> uh, <laughs> there was so much about real realty that like, I had no idea about like the pre-approval. I, I also had no idea about how quickly these houses sold. Um, but there was a couple of houses we looked at, like when we walked in, you were at the doorstep and you were like, this isn't for you. um now that's because you and i were very good friends we're you know best friends so for somebody that isn't you and me what are like red flags what are things that people should look out for like as avoiding for a home 
a first time. So I, I've never been one to be just, let's go ahead and you like the house, let's make an offer, let's go for it. Um, I always, with any client that I've ever had, I've always been always a best friend. Um, I don't think this is the house for you because of X. Um, one of the things that I always walk through and I try to always get to as many appointments early so I can walk through the house before sure. you get there. So I can go ahead and, and determine these different things. Um, I usually always will walk through the whole house. I'll check out the electric panel, the mechanics of the house, the foundation, the roof, windows, different things like that, just to kind of get an idea as to what I think it is. Now, I'm not an inspector, not anything like that. Sure. But I've I've done it long enough that I know relatively what's good and what's not. And I'd like to go ahead and make sure that if I'm selling a house to, especially a first-time home buyer, I mean, most first-time home buyers are spending their entire savings on this initial purchase. Oh, yeah. Whether that's just, you know, a couple of thousand dollars or that's, you know, everything that they have, I don't want somebody getting into something that they are not going to either make some money off of or at least break even if they decided to sell it in a year, six months, whatever it might be. So I always try to look at at least the big mechanics, the windows, the roof, mechanics, electric, plumbing, that kind of thing. Sure. I, um, you've also, so you had a little experience flipping houses or, you know, working within houses, right? Do you think some of that experience draws in when you're walking through a house? Like, Hey, you know, since I have experience, I know what's easy to do and what's not easy to do for like a first time home buyer. Absolutely. Um, a lot of times, so I've, I've flipped, I think now 10 houses. Oh, wow. Um, so when I walk through most of them, I usually try to look at it, especially when I'm showing a property to somebody that I know and I and I know their site, their situation. I don't want them to get into something that I wouldn't be able to take on myself. Um, if I can take it on myself, I'm usually a little more comfortable with somebody, especially that I know, taking it on. Um, not saying I wouldn't do the same for some something that I somebody that I don't know, but. I always try to make sure that I'm looking out for my client sure. and my client's responsibility is to make sure that they can not only keep the home, but maintain the home. Yeah. Yeah. That absolutely makes sense. So now we're going to get to the good stuff. I know <laughs> if you've been a realtor for 10 years, you have to have some stories. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. So give me to start off with what, like, your best home buying experience ever. Like you, maybe it was a perfect buyer, a perfect seller. Maybe the house just ended up being perfect. What, what is like the best experience you've ever had? And you're not allowed to say it's Joe's house because that's the easy answer. And I don't want to hear it. Um, the best experience that I've ever had. Oh, wow. That's going to actually be kind of a little, little tricky. So I had, um, one that always actually sticks out to me really, more than any of any of the others i had a uh she was a single mom um not sure how much i can say on that but she was a single mom she worked she worked her ass off she did a lot she worked two different jobs she never thought she'd be able to buy a home 
Um, originally, I even got in contact with her because she was looking for a rental. Oh, wow. And as a lot of people are. Um, when she contacted me, she said she was looking for a rental. I she, I got her information, looked at what she was looking for, looked at how much she was willing to spend for a rental. And I said, well, you know, have you ever thought about buying a home? And she said, I just don't think that I'd be able to. I said, you know what? One of my best friends is a mortgage loan officer. I'd like you to give her a call. Hmm. You know what? If it goes nowhere, it goes nowhere. You're out nothing. Yeah. It costs you nothing. But let's see what it, where it goes. She happened to give her a call, and my friend Martha was able to go ahead and get her approved. Oh, wow. Um, wasn't for a huge amount by any means, but she was able to go ahead and buy a home, which she never thought she'd be able to do. We looked at homes for probably about, I'd say probably five, maybe six months, and we eventually found one. She had two kids. Um, she was a single mom. And when it came time to doing the inspection, she didn't, she didn't have the money to do it. Sure. She couldn't pay for an inspector. A um, couple hundred dollars. And I said, you know what? I wouldn't. I think this house is fine, but I'm not an inspector and I don't have those tools. So you know what? I'll buy it. I paid for the inspector. Wow. I got I got her home inspection taken care of. Home came back. Everything was pretty good. Um, few minor little issues here and there, but more or less cosmetic things. Nothing major. And she said, "I can I can budget and start doing that." We got through the transaction, um, which probably should have been about forty five to sixty days, mm -hmm. and it took about ninety. Oh wow! Um, so it took about three months, but we got through. Um, she at the closing table or actually closing day before we even walked into the title company um, I pulled in the title company she got out of her car and came up to me and she just gave me the biggest hug and she started crying mm -hmm. she said I didn't think this day would ever actually come um, I, I, I never thought that I could actually afford to buy a home um, I'm paying less for a mortgage than what I would have paid if I continued renting. So now she has a phenomenal house that she gets to go ahead and raise her two kids in. Um, I follow up with her every now and then I'll yeah. see her out and about, but well, it's easy. You guys live in small town USA, so <laughs> <laughs> she's beyond excited. And every time I see her, it's just, it's the best smile that I can have. That's awesome. That's a really good that's, story. I should have started with the funny one first. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's pretty, so some funny ones are always fun. <laughs> that's pretty awesome. I mean, even again, you and I, I feel like have a different relationship than most people. Absolutely. With the, the, when Zach or when I Zach was like, let's go to your house. So we went over and Zach bought me a six pack of beer and Kayla a pint of ice cream. And we sat in the house with no furniture nice. and just <laughs> drank and ate. Nice. Yeah. All right. We I only have a bought Kayla a bottle of wine, but well, you know, she was, she was you know, with child. I, Very yeah. I get that. 
it's funny our neighbors gave us a bottle of wine after uh after we gave birth and i was like did they not think through the fact that like katie can't drink for the next like six to eight i months? know <laughs> i i always think about that after the fact <laughs> But I'm so excited, and I feel like the mom should be just as excited. Yeah. <laughs> well, and like the bottle of wine's the easiest gift, but then like when you think when you sit down and think about it, like man, I we still have that bottle of wine because we haven't even we like, we haven't opened it yet. So it's it's funny. All right, so yeah. we're we're running low on time, but you got to at least give us one good funny story. One good funny story. Oh gosh. So I have one. I don't know. All right. So one of the oh, houses I didn't, I didn't know we were interviewing Joe. I thought we were interviewing Zach, but yeah, okay. Sorry, sorry. I'm curious. This, this involves Zach. <laughs> uh, one of the houses we looked at, um, it must have been one of the first ones. We showed up. It was after work. It was like 5.30. We pull up to the house. It's raining. It is oh, like God. pouring down. And Zach's like standing on the porch <laughs> with his hood up, with this look on his face. And there's these vans in the park or in the driveway. Like Vans are- is in cars or Vans is in shoes? <laughs> Very different directions in the story there. Right, right. Well, they were plumbing Vans. Oh, God. Uh, you know, the vehicles. And uh, <coughs> I mean, Kayla and I were like, what the hell is this? And we go up onto the porch and Zach looks at us. And he's like, the basement's flooded in this place. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And like... So these guys are working on the basement as we're walking through the house, which is a small house and like very small, very small. And we look down the stairs and the, the water is like up to their knees. It's oh not my just God. flooded. It's flooded. It was like <laughs> flooded. Did it we do that like, like every time it rained? It, it must have. But <laughs> oh God. Bad, it was bad. I remember just being like, nah, 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 nah <laughs> this isn't it. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But yeah, I think that, I mean, that That's was my funny experience with so, you. <laughs> I don't know if I have quite, quite a funny experience, but I have a really, I, I have like a, and Joe, you would appreciate this. All right. I have a ghostly experience. Hell yeah. Oh, All no. right. I'm in. This is so on brand. It hurts. <laughs> so uh, a couple of years ago, I had shown this house and it was built in 19, I think it was 1918. So it was a very old house. Um, it was in Adrian. Was it called Hill House? Time, what's that? Was it called Hill House? No, I mean, it should have been because it was on a hill. There was a pond that was at the bottom of the hill. It was very creepy. I hate it. I, I hate I it already. Uh, sell me this house. So <laughs> let me paint you a word picture. So I showed this house, and at the time, this was it was going to be the largest sale that I had ever had. Nice. So I was very excited. I showed this house. It was built in 19, I don't know, early 1920, let's say, 1918, something like that. And it had an old, it, was a, it wasn't a Michigan basement, so it was all poured walls hmm. or cinder block walls. And it was enormous. The house was, I think, seven, eight thousand square feet. Holy wow. shit. It was huge. Huge. It was huge. And it was an it was originally an estate. So there was not only the main house, there was a guest house. Oh. And a stable. Oh. Oh. The stable and the guest house at some point had been split off and sold as individual houses. 
Weird. to go ahead and give you an idea of the size of what they are. Yeah. Um, so the main house had two furnaces. The basement was very, very, very creepy. And when I sold it to these people, um, we went ahead and they wanted a bunch of random little small things done. They basically just wanted like the house professionally cleaned. They wanted somebody to come through and do an landscaping. exorcism, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> landscaping and exorcism, whichever. A quick priest coming in. Nobody yeah. A little bit of everything. And then all of a sudden, um, so I said, yeah, we can go ahead and I'll coordinate all of this. They weren't from the area. So I just wanted to help go ahead and make it as easy as possible for them. So I coordinated everything for them. Um, well, I was talking to a couple of friends of mine and we were talk. I was talking, telling them about this house. That's, I mean, it's beautiful. It was amazing. It's on all these gardens. It was on a bunch of land, but it was in, in the dead center of downtown Adrian. Hmm. And I thought, well, you know what? There's no better way for me to go ahead and explain it than there is to me. It just show you. Sure. So I we all piled in my car. I drove them to the house. The house was vacant. Um, I went ahead and I I used the lockbox. I called the agent and said, hey, I just, you know, I'm going to walk through the house one more time. Um, I showed my friend. Basically, I showed my friends this house. Sure. And everybody was so creeped out by the basement because it was just so they just all got this weird, creepy feeling. I'm getting a creepy feeling right now. <laughs> so when looking at the house, we looked at the whole basement or what I thought was the whole basement. But apparently in the back of the basement, there was a secret room. Nope. I'm already no. Yeah. The minute you said what I thought was the whole basement, I was out. I'm done. I'm, I'm in the car on the way home. No, absolutely it gets better. not. It gets better. <laughs> so at this point I had no idea that there was this other room in this basement and it was a storage room and it was completely it was an, a whole cedar room bigger than the room that I'm in right now like oh it's enormous God. it's bigger than a regular bedroom um and the whole all the walls are all cedar and you access the room by pulling a hidden lever underneath a bookcase which oh! i know nope nope i know nope. it sounds totally crazy but i'm not even lying it was so creepy no absolutely not <laughs> joe you're not allowed to buy the house because i can never come over ever again never <laughs> so i i find this with my friends and they get the bright idea that well we should see who can stay in the creepy room the longest without the lights on. Nope. Nope. Zero <laughs> seconds. Z I can spend zero seconds so, in that room without the lights on. <laughs> to give you a little bit of an idea as to what the rest of the basement was, there was a, a laundry room that was probably 15 by 20, and there was a ton of cabinets. A ton of cabinets Odd. in the entire laundry room. Somebody that's just one room that I'm going to go ahead and freak you out on. Um, <laughs> so it. my friends, after we find this 
creepy room. We go ahead and somebody says, Zach, I bet you ten dollars. Ten <laughs> whole American yep. dollar. All ten dollars of it. That's how it always One starts. <laughs> that you can't stay in that room. Not the laundry room, the creepy mystery sure. room that we just found. The cedar torture chamber, yes. Five minutes. Oh god. With the lights off, and we're all gonna be upstairs. And it took me a moment, but I thought, you know what? I feel like I'm a good spirit. As you could do. As people do, yeah, sure. I say, let's do this. No, absolutely not. And the the five minutes doesn't start until they get to the top of the staircase on the first floor. And I can hear them yelling the entire way as they walked up right. the stairs, walked through the basement, whatever. All of a sudden, so I'm like, okay, let's do this. I have no phone. I have no light. I have nothing. I'm completely surrounded by darkness. And I just remember sitting there thinking like, oh, God, this is how <laughs> Zach dies. 100%. <laughs> That's exactly how Zach dies. <laughs> can't believe so you're So I go ahead. And I hear them, and I, I hear them get to the top of the, the stairs, and they say, time starts now. And I just sit there, and I'm like, uh-huh. it's, it's dead silent. Mm-hmm. There's nothing. And then all of a sudden. Oh, God! God damn it! <laughs> I love it. That was great. That was fantastic. I just hear them screaming down the hall, coming to rush and open the door because they got scared on the first floor. (laughs) Oh, my God. Well, I was still in the basement because they said, well, we heard a bunch of change just fall out of somebody's pocket and nobody that we were with had change. And I was like, all the more reason we should probably get the hell out of here. Oh, my God. I think I peed a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that was absolutely fantastic and terrifying, and I'm never, ever, ever going to see that house ever, so thank you for that. I'm buying that house. I still love that house. I'm never going. Joe, if you ever buy that house, I'm never coming over. You're coming to my house for everything. (laughs) Absolutely not. Oh well, Zach. Thank you so much. That was fantastic. This was this was an awesome interview. I hope everybody took something away about first time home buying and and all this stuff. Uh, just you know, at, where can people find you? Give yourself a shout out for for coming on and putting up with us. Where can people find you? So I uh, I'm a real estate agent. I'm a real estate broker in Lenawee County. I work for Foundation Realty. I my phone number is five one seven seven five nine two eight four eight. Uh, you can find me online at zachbachrealestate.com. Um, I've got Facebook, Instagram. I have Twitter, but please do not hit me up on Twitter. I'm not going to probably respond. I'm terrible at Twitter. I can't figure it out. I feel like an old person. <laughs> All of a sudden, I'm an oh old God. person. You people. Neither can we. Neither of you. Uh. <laughs> It's it's something but in the Zach water Bach down there. You can find me pretty much anywhere. Awesome. Well, thanks so much for coming on, man. We really, really appreciate it. This was fantastic. <laughs> thanks, guys. This was a lot of fun. All right, we're back. What we're back. an interview. What an interview. What an interview. Fantastic. I love Zachary. 
he is he's a good man, uh, good realtor. I really and I really liked having him as a realtor because, like I said, he is one of my best friends. He was at my wedding party, so like having him go through this first time process with me was just like amazing, right? Because yeah. no BS, just really gave it to you straight. You know, told me several times like this house isn't for you, like right off the bat. So well, but uh, coming off somebody who had to switch realtors, um, through their home buying pro- process, mm-hmm. like having a good realtor is invaluable. It's invaluable. I mean, and it's oh, not sure. even a like, Hey, they're going to get you a better deal in a house. Like it's, Hey, they're going to know the house before you walk in. Right. They're going to understand what you're going into and what you should look for and what you need to think about. Right. Like uh, our first realtor is literally us walking up to the house was the first time she was even pulling up the paper to see the house. Right. And it's like, that's, like no yeah. pre- preparation so like having a good realtor is, is it's life-changing oh for sure so so thank you zach so much for coming on you know we really appreciate it it was it was really great having you it was great to chat with you great to sit next to you um but but for everybody out there you know thank you all so much for listening you know and and sharing and and definitely you know spreading the word about the podcast that's kind of the best way we can get found right now is, is by spreading the word so please 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 let everybody out there know that uh that we're here and uh to check us out yeah and if you haven't yet go follow us on social media we're at big dad energy pod on instagram and twitter uh and we're on facebook just search big dad energy pod actually instagram has been been going hard recently uh yeah joe has made two reels on our instagram page and they've gotten uh they've gotten i would say mini viral both times so yeah we're almost uh, just over 1500 views one of them was just poutine Literally, it was just Joe pouring gravy, and people loved it. Figuratively <laughs> ate it up. Literally loved it. Figuratively ate it up. Yeah. So I, yeah. I'm telling you, if you haven't if you haven't followed the Instagram yet, you're missing out. Missing out on poutine content. <laughs> That's all I'm gonna leave it at. You're missing out on poutine content. Go follow us on Instagram. Uh, we're we're just we're having a bunch of fun on it. So so go follow us there. Uh, we're actually starting a new project. We're gonna do uh, Instagram takeovers. So we're gonna start doing stories on Saturday and Sunday. Joe's gonna take one day. I'm gonna take another. And you're gonna be able to live a life through through our eyes on one of those tool time days. So look for that to come up too. It's gonna, gonna be very exciting. It's gonna be great. I uh, I get my second dose of a vaccine on Friday, Woo-hoo. so Saturday might be you. All the stories just might be me laying on the couch. I hope so. That would be fantastic content. <laughs> Two hours later, have not moved. Right. Exactly. <laughs> awesome. Well, again, thanks everybody for listening. We we really really appreciate it. Go like, subscribe, share wherever you are. Um, just. All that helps us uh, helps us be discovered a little bit more. Go tell one friend about us. Pretty sure at this point, if you've listened to all these episodes, you you are required to go tell one friend about us and have them <laughs> listen too. So uh, go do that. And for for all of us, I'm Jared Schmansky. I'm Joe Lopez. And remember, click your tongue twice before you use them. Dead.